Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're back in studio. It's episode six, season three of the Daily Intermission Podcast. I always get thrown off by that three. Nate, in studio. How we doing, bud? We're doing great. Doing great. How are you doing? I'm good, man. We survived the hurricane. Uh, hurricane Fiona rolled through over the weekend. Uh, thankfully, we were, you know, we were, uh, we didn't get, the, it kind of went east uh, of where we are situated. So uh, a lot of the eastern parts of uh, the province um, and up, uh, up northern, uh, yep. north of us. Got, got absolutely plastered. Yeah, I got whacked by Fiona. But yeah, Fiona just kind of came in for a quick smooch. You know, some trees down, obviously some power outages, but we survived. And, and thank you for all the people on the chalkboard app uh, for for reaching out and and um, you know for all the DMs on Instagram. We're uh, we're safe and sound, and we're ready to uh, to to bring the content to you this week. Um, Nate, the pregame show of episode six, season three, is brought to you by Manscaped, the best tools for your family jewels worldwide. You know the drill. Go over to manscaped.com, use the code TDI and get free shipping 20% off and uh, it's absolutely electric yep literally electric pun intended there I do believe yes <laughs> yeah it's an electric razor <laughs> it certainly is one of the best I'm saying I'm, uh, I'm struck okay here we go okay yeah, I think that'll play yeah uh, I was say, I heard some yeah little flickers over there but yeah doing all right it's like a cat in the in the uh in the cupboards but uh uh, Nate, just some uh, some really news out of the Super Bowl. I know uh, that's not till February, but um, <clears throat> this time of year they do such a great job at, at marketing the Super Bowl. And and one of the great jobs that they do is they make the Super Bowl a spectacle for not only football fans but the halftime show. They bring in the pop culture music fans. Yes. And uh, Taylor Swift, it was kind of rumored that Taylor Swift had been hired to do the halftime show. I guess she denied. She I'm not sure. She said she needed to release another album. Ah, who knows? But Rihanna is going to be at the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Pretty happy about it. Yeah, I mean, Rihanna is far superior to Taylor Swift. You think? Yeah. Wow. Rihanna? Yeah, I mean, I, sweet. I, I, I think I think Rihanna's got certainly a nice set of lists, but I think Taylor Swift has got way more hits. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not a huge Taylor Swift guy. Okay. So isn't Rihanna like regarded as like pop legend? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I would think that Taylor Swift is almost bigger in every accolade and every music kind of really. Standpoint. Oh yeah. Then Rihanna for oh, sure. Wow, I don't think so. You don't think? No. Wow. Yeah. So in terms of like number one hits and like platinum albums and stuff, you don't think Taylor Swift is bigger than Rihanna? I'm not sure. Okay. I would, I, I would just, just, yeah, I would think I don't that, really check in on that stuff that much but um that, that's just good, go to like followers question. on instagram okay yeah that like, i would see i would think rihanna had more yeah yeah i, I don't know i don't know it's a it's a good question and so they're both they're just, both they're both just set on one where we're both like i'm pretty sure taylor you know like i don't i, I just know. think that taylor swift like i could i mean <clears> the amount of songs and hits that she's she's had and i just think that she's in the media more like she's just a bigger star um, I think. Anyway, they're both mega stars, and and it's a great grab for anyone, uh, for either of these two to, to perform at the Super Bowl. But Rihanna gets the job, and she'll be uh, performing. And we'll check in. the The internet is spotty around here. The uh, the I can't even find Rihanna's Instagram. Yeah, I don't even think I don't even know. I don't I follow it was like Bad those Girl two. Riri or something. Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure. We'll look into it. Yeah, we will. Um, Roger Federer played his final match. Uh, it, it was kind of a exhibition. I'm not sure what the cup was called, Nate, but uh, some of the superstars were there: Andy Murray, Novak Djokovic, uh, Rafael Nadal, uh, and obviously Roger Federer. And he played a doubles match, and, and they won the match. And man, that guy has always been able to draw tears out of people watching him. I don't know why he he's obviously an emotional person, and he's cried after most of his wins in interviews. But man, like. I'm watching this guy talk, and and uh, Rafa Nadal's beside him crying, and I was shedding a few tears listening to him talk. Man, he's just so classy. We talked about it, but 
Roger Federer's career is done, and, and I know we talked about it last episode, but it was fun to watch him, uh, you know, pick up the racket one more time, and and uh, and you know, we won't soon forget Roger Federer's career in the tennis world. For sure, not that was that was some emotional stuff, man. That was uh, I was kind of almost tearing up there. The boys were holy smokes. I wasn't expecting something quite like that. Yeah, in, in terms of like the, the emotions. Yeah. Oh yeah, gosh. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, he he's a he certainly brings out the tears when he's and yeah. and his wife too is I mean it's it's such a great couple and he's got kids and it's time obviously for him to move on but like you said what an emotional event uh, Nate just finally in the pregame show Adam Levine he made headlines this week he was at the forefront of headlines uh, there was an Instagram uh, influencer uh, that had come out and and said that uh, you know she had been having an affair with Adam Levine and, and then more people piled on as we know how it goes in, in, in the media world um, but Adam Levine has denied it all and I mean the memes that are being made of these oh, Instagram uh, DMs is just they're endless but uh, but Adam Levine in the, 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 uh, the limelight for the wrong reasons it's always the influencers that come out with the with getting the clout stuff here it's like well you know what i'm kind of dying off here yeah i had better come out with these dms also i did just double check the taylor swift stuff and you were right she has 225 million rihanna has 133 yeah i did not realize taylor swift would have 225 million instagram yeah she's massive mind-blowing to me yeah so i mean she'd be probably one of the biggest accounts in the world gotta be yeah Yeah. ridiculous Um, numbers yeah so i mean it's I mean, they're both, I mean, that's why the world went crazy for Taylor Swift. And Mm -hmm. then it was like, kind of like a step down. It was like, uh, we got Rihanna. It's like, okay, but Taylor Swift will like, she, I think she will end up doing it. But, but like, I'm just to kind of, you know, get back into that conversation. The Super Bowl does such a great job because obviously all sports fans are watching the Super Bowl. Plus the significant others of the sports fans are going to tune in, even if they don't like the sports for the, for the Rihanna concert. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's brilliant, really. It's amazing. So, uh, yeah, I need Adam Levine. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, you can check in tonight on probably on TMZ, but uh, <laughs> that is going to conclude the pregame show. We've got a lot to get into today. A lot of sports have transpired over the weekend. It was an unbelievable weekend of sports. And we're going to get into the NFL Sunday that we just watched. Nate, starting off with the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, man. He's got to be, well, he's in the one, two, three mix of MVP candidates. I mean, this guy's putting the team on his back back right now he didn't throw for a lot of yards yesterday but he did throw for four touchdowns he ran one in ran for 100 yards and bill belichick and the patriots didn't have an answer for him mac jones threw three picks he was getting in the end zone after but the ravens take care of the patriots in a bit of a shootout in their home opener yeah that one he ran in that they were getting close there i thought i thought he might be able to pull it out but uh yeah lamar had other plans there at the end so they ended up pumping him yeah absolutely nelson aglor had a fumble uh they were marching to to tie the game and and nelson aglor fumbled so it was it's i mean the ravens are the real deal and and i should mention i guess uh that annie agar nate and i do streams every sunday morning and we were all on the ravens so no real surprise there by the outcome um with three picks yeah, some Jesus. of the some of the decision making from Mac Jones right now is questionable. But I, I mean, the, the on the bright side, Devontae Parker was finally involved. He had his uh, head first. He had five catches for 156 yards. Just a monstrous performance from Devontae Parker, the receiver they got in the offseason from Miami. So that was fun to watch. Stevenson bet was an absolute lock. Yes, it was. That was an absolute lock. What do you go yeah. for 74? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's um, a well over 37.5 for sure. Count. Uh, yeah, I, I like that because the Patriots run a, a true dual system. Um, mm. You know, Damian Harris is going to get his, and so is Ramondre. So, like, they're both going to get, you know, in that 15 carry range. So, yep. I mean, you know, if you're averaging two yards per carry, you know, you'll get to that <laughs> yeah, number. Yeah, exactly. You know, so uh, the Lions, they, the, I thought the Lions had this, dude. They were I leading on the road in the division game versus the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, Jared Goff has looked fantastic, but they ended up losing uh, Armand St. Brown, and I think it was in the third quarter. And uh, and Kirk Cousins pulls one out of his arse, and uh, the Vikings ended up winning twenty eight twenty four versus the Lions. Did you catch any of this stuff, Nate? I mean, I, I felt bad for the Lions. I didn't catch any of this one. I was kind of just monitoring the score because I was like, okay, well, it looks as though this is over. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm not going to tune into that. But as we've learned this season so far, when it looks like it's over, it's most likely not. Yes. As we've seen each and every week. But... Yeah, it's a tough loss for St. Brown. Do they know how long he's going to be out, or is it just like a... Yeah, I'm not sure what the injury was. It looked... That's so funny. Uh, It's so hard to diagnose. Like, sometimes you can diagnose, like, a hamstring or an an ACL, obviously, clearly, you can diagnose. But, like, when there's one that's, like, he's walking off and he's kind of limping a bit, you know, it's really hard to say what he's dealing with. You got to feel for the people who bet the over. 
on uh, his uh, his uh, yeah. What do you there. finish with seventy five and the fin- over was he finished 76? with seventy three and the over was seventy four and a half. So anyone <laughs> anyone who took the under there, which was probably playing plus, is uh, is laughing to the bank right now. That Man, is absolutely brutal. Oh, that's uh, that's tough for Amaron St. Brown over betters for sure. Um, oh. The Saints. Jameis Winston throws for 353 yards. See, this is the issue with this guy. Two interceptions. This is the issue with this guy. He puts up monstrous numbers, man, and he loses games. I don't understand it. Yeah, 353 for one and two. And, I mean, I think Callaway had a huge game. Um, I mean, Michael Thomas got a little bit banged up. Camara was mediocre at best. But the Panthers just dusted them, man. And uh, and Baker Mayfield, uh, obviously, you know, smiling after, uh, you know, watching the, the President's Cup, which we'll get into. Uh, but the Panthers end up winning at home versus the Saints, and the Saints are gonna. We we know what they are. They're gonna be the biggest roller coaster of a team to watch this yeah. season. Yeah, it's automatic. Um, if we're gonna touch on Eagles Commanders, we can just blow through that one really quick. Sure, Hurts is a wagon. The Eagles are a wagon, and the Commanders yeah. blow. Yeah, that's all it needs to be said here. Man, Hurts looks really good. I mean, yeah. Devontae Smith got his. Uh, I actually had him on the fantasy bench in one of my leagues, so we. that sucked. Uh, yeah, man. I mean. The, this this team is so talented. This Eagles team. I mean, Jalen Hurts is. We we talk about it, but I mean, with this AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard trio, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah. Um, the Dolphins are off to a three and zero start. They win twenty one nineteen over the Bills. Bills yeah. very banged up uh, yeah. on defense, but uh, I mean, you got to give uh, credit where credit's due. The Dolphins look good. Yeah, this is the game I watched the majority of, and I pretty much shut it off as soon as the ball went directly up that guy's anus. Yeah, yes. Oh, my God, dude. I was like, what is going on? The punt, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Oh. Uh, that obviously made its its rounds in, in the memes. Uh, Dolphins punter absolutely shoves. Uh, yeah. And it disappeared for a minute, so. Yeah, I, I mean, that tells you a few things. <laughs> yeah. um, another thing, too, I was kind of weary on the Josh Allen 280 over. I mean, that got absolutely smoked. The dude threw for 400 yards. <laughs> 400 yards. How many pass attempts did he have, Nate? If you just want to check on that quick. Because he was uh, yeah. like 44 in the third quarter or something. He must have yeah, thrown over 50 balls. It, it was ridiculous, man. Like, yeah. it was just slinging. Um, he had 63 attempts. Oh, my gosh. 42 for 63. 63 pass attempts. That is absolutely outrageous. Uh, but all rushes, 47 yards, got sacked four times. How you doing? This was my moral lock of the century. And it, this line on Tuesday when I hit it was at minus four and a half. The Bengals yeah. end up dusting the Jets. There was not really too many scares throughout the game. But uh, I, I teased that to minus nine and a half, obviously, which ended up hitting. But... Yeah, this was a line that I was really, uh, really all over, and yep. uh, and the Bengals end up taking care of the Jets, and the boys they, live on in the survivor pool. Yes, absolutely, and they will make a quick turnaround and play the yep. the Dolphins on Thursday night, which is going to be an absolute banger. That's going to be a great game. It's going to be far better than the Sunday night or this week. Oh my goodness! Oh, yes, uh, the Chiefs Nate lose to the Colts, which I did mention might happen on yep. the pregame show with Annie. Um, obviously the Colts, uh, I saw, I read that 94% of the money was on the chiefs. Yep. The Colts ended up getting shut out the week before and we two by the Jacksonville Jaguars people a little weary about, you know, getting involved with the Colts after watching that, uh, after watching that uh, performance, uh, the week before, but the Colts end up beating the chiefs and a last minute touchdown to a rookie tight end. And the Colts are feeling pretty good about themselves getting on the board. Yeah. That's a big one for them. That's, Huge. A, that's a confidence builder. Yes, it is. You get shut out by Jacksonville and then come back and beat Kansas city. I have no do- idea what's going on there. <laughs> that is, that is the epitome of what the NFL represents. Yeah. You get shut out by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then the next week you beat the best team, potentially the best team in the AFC, but need the Jack. I was going to say, mind you, I was going to say, like, you know, last week, it's like, geez, they lost to the Jags, but the Jags lost to the Commanders. And then the Jags (laughs) also beat the Chargers this week. Obviously, Justin Herbert's really banged up. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even close with 38-10. Yeah. And uh, no, Trevor Lawrence looks really good. He was a clean, uh, I think he threw for over, you know, 250 yards and he had three touchdowns. I mean, this guy looks, he looks great. Yeah, 262 for three. Yeah. Unreal. I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's, and I mean, Dougie Peterson is a massive upgrade from Urban Meyer and whatever they had going on in their coaching room last year. But the Jaguars they look really good. Going on, I'll tell you that. And the Chargers, I'm, I'm leaning towards the Chargers as my survivor pool pick next week. Um, but I will be monitoring Justin Herbert. Herbert's. Yeah. I, yeah. Say, I can't, I can't possibly throw them in there without Herb. 
Well, he yeah, he's been playing, but uh, yeah, if he's uh, yeah, I know, but like I'm fully unhealthy, like yeah. Ugh, I don't know if I can do it for sure. I'll have to take a look. Uh, yeah, there's a, there, it's a tough slate of games next it week is. in terms of survivor pool. It is. The Falcons hold off Seattle. Both quarterbacks played well. I thought Marcus Mariota looked great. I thought uh, Geno Smith actually played a pretty good game. Uh, 27-23. It was actually or 27-24. Anyway, it was a uh, it was an eventful yep. game. Um, the uh, the Falcons in Seattle. I mean, two a game that you you know you think on paper might be a bit of a snoozer, uh, but you know. Both offenses look pretty good, and, and uh, there were some plays made, but the Falcons end up beating the Seattle Seahawks. The Rams beat the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals, man, they are struggling. I mean, obviously, I know they won last week in OT versus the Vegas Raiders, but I mean, I just I don't think this team has what it what it takes to be a playoff team, and and uh, the Rams handily beat them on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the Raiders too; they're struggling as well. Oh, oh, and three their a, season. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is going to be. I, like I think we said before, it was going to be the Broncos finishing last, but Broncos two and one now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Raiders are just are they going to mix in a win or? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, they're going to win eventually, but they got uh, they got the uh, Broncos this week, so we'll see what happens. Can they get on the board versus a division rival? Because that gets them back. You know, the division yeah. games are very important. Yes. Um, the Packers. End up holding off the depleted box, a 14-12 win. Uh, a few takeaways here. Brady's really struggling without Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Julio Jones. Uh, looked fantastic, obviously, in week one versus Dallas with those weapons. They all haven't played since. I mean, Mike Evans did, but he got suspended. Um, and, uh, the pa- I mean, the Packers uh, looked okay. I mean, it was both touchdowns that uh, were thrown were run audible to slant passes. So if you're a defensive coordinator going against Aaron Rodgers, you should watch or have safety help for the receivers either in the slot or out wide because they're probably going to have an audible to a quick slant because they both hit for touchdowns in that game. But no, I mean, the it was kind of a snoozer of a game, to be honest with you. I mean, the Bucks defense still looks pretty good and, and uh, Aaron Rodgers held off a very depleted Bucks. Yep, that's about all that happened. And what is it, the Sunday nighter now? Yes. Oh my goodness, man. There's not many Sunday nighters you get where I turn it off and watch a little preseason hockey just to change it up a bit. Yeah, it was uh, it was tough to watch for sure. Um, I mean, the... Uh, <laughs> The Broncos, man, they I don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson. I don't know what they're trying to do on offense. Uh, you know, typically a team will run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, mix in play action, or they'll come out and they'll just be they'll spread it spread it out wide and be throwing. Like I don't know what they're trying to do here. Get the tight ends involved. Like it just seems like they're all over the map. This uh this Nathaniel um uh anyway, Nathaniel Hitchens, Nathaniel Hawkins, I'm not sure what his name is, but the head the new head coach for the Denver Broncos. I mean, he's I don't know if, how long he's gonna have a job in Denver, and I need Russell Wilson to pick it because I've got him in one of my fantasy leagues and the guy looks like an absolute disaster. Surely he's going to come around a little bit here. I think. I think he's going to get involved into a shootout next week. Yeah. Yeah. You got to hope. I think so. Need something from the guy, man. It's been absolutely abysmal. This oh, gosh. It has been brutal. We got Monday Nighter this week, Nate. We got uh, the Giants and Cowboys, uh, NFC East. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what a uh, what an eventful Sunday. I mean, uh, it was a balancing act for me uh, because as we're going to get into in quarter two, we had uh, the Presidents Cup going on, which the internationals made very close, which made for an exciting time. But uh, but Nate, you know, I mean, all in all, uh, no real huge surprises here. Uh, it was a it was a, it was a fun NFL Sunday. But uh, we'll get into uh, some predictions on uh, for uh, for Friday. Yeah, for sure. Quarter two, the President's Cup. I mean, this was this got me through Thursday to Saturday, especially with the hurricane around. I mean, I this was a, a very powerful event for golf, and I thought they did such an amazing job. The PGA Tour and the owners of Quail Hollow. It was the biggest build out ever in President's Cup history. I think there were sixty thousand people on on the uh, on the grounds. The U.S. ends up winning seventeen point five to twelve point five, but man, this was an electric event, dude. It was so fun to watch. President Clinton, President Bush showed up. It was unbelievable, man. And Bush. What, when I when I look at the obviously the U.S. is a powerhouse. I mean, top to bottom, these are players that are ranked very highly in the world rankings. Uh, they ended up bringing Kevin Kisner on, who was the weakest of their team, but he is an absolute beauty. Yeah. Um, but I look at the international team, and, and this was a team that's very young. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, internationals that would have been playing on this team that ended up going to the Live Tour that weren't able to play. But, man, I thought they did such a great job of putting together a bunch of young guys who, man, the international young players stole the show of this tournament, and I was so fired up to watch. Nate, I'm not sure how much of this did you catch. I didn't catch any. Okay. No, I did not. So, I mean, 
the Spieth Thomas pairing went four and zero for the first four days, so they won every single match and every single. So I mean, this team is going to we're going to see in Ryder Cups and Presidents Cups for years yeah, to come. It's gonna be a wagon, absolute wagon of a team. The fan favorites, they get all the coverage, they get all the fans. I mean, these two are absolutely electric. Max Homa was undefeated; he went four and zero, and man, I just. The U.S. is going to be very difficult to beat in the President's Cup, clearly, because the European teams and the Ryder Cups are, are generally and historically much more closer. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got, you know, your Roy McIlroy's of the world. You've got all your British players, your Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood's, um, you know, Tyrell Hattons. You've got your Spaniards and John Rahm and I guess not Sergio anymore. But the Europeans are typically you know, putting forth stronger players or, 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 you know, more competitive players in the world rankings. And, and, uh, and they normally put up a better fight against the U S but the world has historically struggled. I think they've only won one and there was a tie as well. Um, but, uh, it, it yeah, I think they'd pull a tiebreaker, no? Did you? So I'll tell you the story quickly. So it was Jack <clears throat> Nicholas versus uh, versus Gary Player with the captains. It was in South Africa, and Tiger and Ernie Els were going head to head, and it got too dark. And they both put their hands in the trophy and shook their hands and said, it's a tie. Oh, that's kind of sick. Yeah. So anyway, okay. kind of a nice uh, you know plot and history of of, of that. But uh, uh, I want to talk a few about a few of the internationals, man. Adam Scott. Adam Scott's a guy that I've kind of been back and forth on. Obviously, he's a master champion. He's a major champion. This guy, he spoke so elegantly of of Trevor Immelman as well. But these two, I thought Adam Scott was pretty much a player's captain. But they talked so greatly about the international team and and how it was you know such a great event to support and how the young guys and and how they're they represent a shield and and how they're you know they're close to to getting more competitive in this event and they're, they're going to win in the in the near future and i thought adam scott man i thought this guy led you know he he obviously has a status above a lot of these players in the international team but he was wearing the c and he did such a great job um again um Trevor Immelman, I mean, the captain of the international team, what a tremendous job he did. Mike Weir, um, uh, Kimmy Lovell-Jagas was there. Man, the four Korean guys were easily the best players on the international team, and they are absolutely electric, and they are staples moving forward. Siwoo Kim beats Justin Thomas. You got Sung J.M. You got K.H. Lee won twice on tour this year, and you got this youngster 20-year-old Tom Kim who stole the show. I, I just can't speak enough about how much I enjoyed watching the internationals and and they made it a match. They were down eight two through the first two days, but it's it was just such an incredible event. And I know for all the golf fans out there, they really enjoyed that. And in twenty twenty four, it is going to Montreal, which I will be in attendance for. I love it. I saw Tom Kim uh, a few highlights of him. He looked sick. Sung Jay had some absolute darts. Yep. He was dialed yep. in. What a beauty. Oh man, I mean, it, it was so fun to watch. And I was pulling for the internationals so heavily. I think. You know, in the past, I've watched these events, and Tiger's been on the U.S. teams, mm-hmm. and and uh, it's certainly in the Ryder Cup, I'll cheer for the U.S. But when I the, during the Presidents Cup, I've always cho- I've always cheered for whatever team Tiger was on, or whatever team Tiger was a part of, because Tiger is just my guy. And now that Tiger wasn't in the picture this year, I was really captivated by, and obviously we had two Canadian players going. Actually, I'm going to tell a quick story because a lot of the listeners may uh, not know this. So um there was two canadians on the president's cup tour uh president's cup team uh taylor pendrith and Corey connors both really didn't have great showings Corey connors especially didn't play great um but Corey connors taylor pendrith and mac hughes uh three predominant pga tour players they all went to the same school in kent state they all went to kent state at the same time um when taylor pendrith was announced as a president's cup captain's pick this year i was really kind of flustered because Mackenzie hughes uh adam hadwin you'd even you'd even throw nick taylor in the mix adam svensson's been playing really well i mean taylor pendrith is, is not in the top five i wouldn't say of canadian pga tour players but he was picked on this team and i really kind of dug into it and Corey connors mac hughes and taylor pendrith obviously went as i mentioned went to the same um college in kent state but but cory connors and taylor pendrith are best friends so that is the reason i would assume why mike weir said cory who do you want to play with he said he said taylor pendrith uh taylor pendrith with he was the he's the lowest ranked player ever to play in in a president's cup at like 120th so wow yeah yeah that's cool it's sweet that you can just bring guys along too i love that yep so in 2024 to be going to Montreal, but an incredible event. Actually, we're right back on the horse this week. A lot of these guys are playing this week in the Sanderson Farms uh, Championship on the PGA Tour. So we'll give it our best bets on our best bets on Wednesday. I can tell you right now, Christian Bezadenhut is going to be on my list. That guy puts the lights out. Man, Sam Burns made in the in round two on Friday. He must have made 300 feet of putts. Anyway, <laughs> we're going into the halftime Sammy. show. He was unbelievable. <laughs> I love it. 
All right, so we're doing uh, guess the NHL rating. Guess NHL twenty three rating. The NHL twenty three rating. Actually, I'm going to shout out Jordan Mill and the System Pro at our golf course. Kind of fired me a message and said you should do this for your halftime show this week. And I said I'm on board for it. All right. Well, I love it. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, not all the ratings are out, so it's only guy like a select few. small list. Yeah, it's yeah. the top ten of each position. So we're going to roll with that. So we kind of have a general idea of yeah, where the, the yeah, we're, but you know, it's still going to be tough to dial it in. Yes. Um. So what are we doing? Ten each or ten each? Okay, ten each. All right. I'll start. Uh, Andrei Svechnikov. Uh, I stick him around like an 85, 80. I'm gonna go eighty six. Eighty eight. Bit rich. Bit rich is bit right rich for me. Yeah. Bit rich for me. Uh, Drew Doughty. Ooh. It's a tough one. Ninety. 89. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought just because of like, you know, his, his resume and what he's done, they would have yeah. given him a 90. But he also just gets like eternal shit online. Yeah, he does. terrible. Yeah. So it's like, who knows what they followed there. Dougie slamming Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton. I feel like they're going to have him a little high, higher than I would have him. They can't have him higher than an 88, can they? 88's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'd put him in an 87. Okay. If I was doing the game. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to go with uh, Shane Wright. Shane Wright. I mean, you, he hasn't even played a game. Yeah, exactly. 78. That's spot on. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. That's 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 a really good guess because that's usually what they give all the prospects at the entry level to the game. Okay. They don't quite give them that 80, but they got them right there just because yeah. they're like, ah, oh, we don't really know. Yeah, exactly. What, like, what happens if he just collapses next year? He's a 61? Yeah, yeah, well, ex- yeah, yeah. exactly. You see Soros. Soros. He is getting some love around the area. Um. A lot of people saying he's like one of the best goalies in the league, which, you know, I don't know about that quite yet, but um, I'll say they give him a 90. 89. 89? Yep. Okay. All right. I guess that's fair. Yep. Um, Rasmus Dahlin. 88. I, uh, I knew it. I, uh, no, 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 I didn't. I, I was watching. Uh, so, oh, okay. I guess the origin of these clips is that, uh, Nasher, uh, shout out to Nasher. Oh, right. He right. was doing these clips on Instagram and bringing these guys in and the reveals. Yes. I saw and, them uh, David and, Matthews. Yeah, one. exactly. And Deline came in and he was fired up. Oh, really? Yo, oh, yeah. Nice. He was like, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, was, I was, uh, I was pumped up for him. Frederick Anderson. Frederick Anderson, man, he's got to be like an 86. 89, same as Soros. No. I thought that's an absolute no, 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 joke. No, 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 that's just wrong. That's just bad. Yes. That's just bad. The guy didn't even play last year. He pussies out of the playoffs. Yeah, man, he's a weasel. Dude. He is solid when he plays, but he's not but an 89. He, but he cowards out in the big moments. Like That guy is an 87 tops. He's tops. an 82 because he doesn't have <laughs> gonads to play in the playoffs. That's fair. That's fair. I'm Moving trying to, on. I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to dig one out here. Uh, Kale McCarr. Oh, you'd have to think he's like 94. That's spot on. Is it? Yeah. Because that's the top of the... Yeah, okay. Well, the highest... That's is, the highest I saw. McDavid's 95. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. All right, well, uh, Kirill Kaprizov. Um, 88? 91. Wow. Really? I know. Really? It's a little rich. That's a little rich. A little rich. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't give him a ninety. I wouldn't give him a ninety. No, I think I'm. Yeah, I'm kind of rating that. Uh, oh, jeez, man, yeah. that's crazy. I know. Well, he's gonna be a stud. Yep. Game. Um, Alex DeBrinket. Uh, he, he, eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Oh, okay. I respect it. Okay. I just don't think Kaprizov's too higher, but yeah, you know, I'd almost give to like. Yeah. But I feel I, like you can't really give DeBrinket a 90, though. No. Kaprizov's Caprizov, healthy. I could They're see different players. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Is it me or you? Uh, you. Okay. Moritz Sider. 86? 87. 87. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's a hefty for a guy coming into his second year. Yeah, it is. Get a little caller action, I guess. Yep. Um, Patrice Bergeron. Oh, this is going to disappoint me. 87. 89. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Two way. Yeah. I just didn't think that that would be like, he doesn't play a glamorous game for like the chell to, to highlight yeah, them. But they, they know what's going on. Yeah. 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 A little enough anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Morgan Riley. <sighs> Don't you dare tell me they gave him a 90. I'm going to go with 88. 89. <laughs> Damn it. Sarah. Nerd. I don't know what to think about this guy, man. Anyway. Oh, I was actually saying this the other night. We were watching um preseason game and I was like, uh, or middle of the day there when the, there was nothing on. And I was like, but um, I was like, man, he's just not like a, he's not a McAvoy. He's not like a Carlson. He's not like that slated number one guy, but he'd be a sick guy if you had like a legit number one defenseman to play with him. For sure. I think is his. Yeah, uh, I think that's a nice, uh, nice way to put it for sure. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Nurse. Um. Well, um. Eighty-five, ninety, which is like pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> like, and like nothing against women playing hockey. I no, I I fully like, support it. I I guess just to make her competitive is in the she game. Better than to bring it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is Sarah Nurse better than Alex to break it? Like, is, oh. listen, no disrespect. No, no. I mean, like, that's I, pretty listen, funny. Like, and I understand what they're doing. You can't yeah. throw her in at sixty-seven. No, exactly. it's gonna be a PR nightmare. Yeah, no, for sure. I get it. And you've, she's got to be. You got to be able to use for you know for all the female um, you know child players. You've exactly. got to be able to use her. And I get it. But I uh, do too. But. <laughs> No, no, go ahead, no it's just finish funny up. to put it that way. It's, you know, to put it in context. Yeah. You know, you're telling me that Sarah Nurse is as good as Steven Stamkos. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, she stacks up pretty good with Mitch Marner, doesn't she? <laughs> Both 90s. I mean, like. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Before we get canceled. We ain't getting canceled. Steven Stamkos. 90? Yeah. <laughs> I'd take Nurse over her any day. Yeah, I might take Nurse over Stamkos, too. Yeah, I would, too. He's yeah. a weasel. Okay. Uh, we must be getting close to the end here. I got two more. Okay, I'll go two more as well. Yeah. Kyle Connor. Kyle Connor. Uh, he better be a 90. He's spot on a 90. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's a properly rated player. Yeah, right there. Like he's a stud. It's about damn time, yeah. man. He, if people get a chance to watch Winnipeg this year, this guy absolutely rips biscuits, in, and he finds twine like every second game. He's an absolute beast. I was looking at some fantasy, uh, like for the fantasy draft. I was looking at just what the rankings for what Yahoo had for a draft coming up. Yep. And uh, yeah, he's going to be going earlier than last year. Yeah, that's yeah. He'll be a second. He's up in the twenties there. Okay, which is which is you know where I would probably grab him. I mean, he yep. bag, He might bag fifty. Yeah, he's a guy that's certainly on the fifty goal radar. Yeah, um, Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane, I gotta figure he's a 92. 93. Okay. I thought that was a little rich. Yeah, I probably wouldn't put him no. any higher than a 92. I but, think a but 92, he's gonna 91. be up there in the 90s. Yeah. 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 I guess though. Yeah. Like he's yeah. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um his hands would be so nasty in that game, I bet. It's gotta be the best. Yeah, that's true. Deacon's gotta be the best at you'd have to reckon. Yeah. Um here's a I'm gonna give you two more here, just because sure. this one's kind of tricky. Jack Eichel. See, I wouldn't have this guy over an eighty eight. He's an 89. Fucking bullshit. Tough to say. Yeah, I mean, he he hasn't played in a minute. No. Yeah. What has he ever done? Uh, he scored 40 goals once? I don't think. No. I, he had one year, he had 36 or something. That was like his all, biggest year. He's like this guy, his first guy. This guy's whole legacy is built on hype. Yeah, that's fair enough. Just, you know, what this guy can do or what the glimpses of the, what they've seen. Like, put together a full season, Jack. Yeah, he hasn't done much. That's fucking true. pussy. Whoa. Sorry. That's definitely your two. Okay. In yeah. the last 30 seconds, for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay, here you go. I'm not a big Jack Eichel fan now. Anyway. Really? I can tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my last one was um, uh, Zach Ransky. 87? Yeah. I think it'd be a little shafted there, but he did get shafted, man. That yeah. guy should be an eighty-nine. He was a little disappointed when he was uh, on the uh, Nasher video too. Yeah, man, yeah. he's sick, dude. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. I'm just gonna be the last one, John Carlson. Um, eighty-nine, ninety. Okay. God damn it, I respect it. Okay, because that's probably uh, he's right around there. Yeah, he's right yeah. around there. Yeah, eighty-nine, ninety. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely gained more respect from when I was watching him live. And that, and yeah, that he, he's filthy. Oh my goodness, he's filthy! I remember I was just I was full on buckled, uh, two rows up, sitting with a guy I didn't know, and just watch, yeah. uh, just staring at Carlson. I was yeah. the, like, it was a TV time, and I was just watching him drink the water bottle. I was infatuated by how good he was. Yeah, he's he's good. Um, just I guess we'll just rip through here uh, some of the top rated guys. Yep. David ninety five, well deserved. Yep. What do you think of Matthews ninety four? 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think it's pretty pretty fair. Yeah, he's, he's the, clearly the best goal scorer in the NHL. Yeah, I just so. don't think uh, Drysaddle should be below him though. No, I think he should be level with him. Drysaddle ninety three, McCarr ninety four, McKinnon ninety four. <laughs> what? Anyone? What? McKinnon's ahead of Drysaddle? Yeah. Okay. Anyone who's paying, playing NHL 94 is Colorado. You're a coward this year. <laughs> yeah. McKinnon and McCarr, dude, at 94 each. It's going to be an absolute cheap Yeah, if you're coward. in those online lobbies right now using Colorado, you might as well just you like yeah. pick a different team. Dude, it's like classic when you'd play NBA 2K back in the day, and it's just like they're, you got something the coming out as the heat. Yeah. It's like, okay, dude, you're not good. We get it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely dust. And then, it's way better when to try to win with like the GOATs. Yeah, oh yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. yeah, I always just play as Washington no matter what, which is yeah. not a bad thing. No, that would be absolutely ripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just some notables here: <laughs> Shesterkin in '92, bit of a milk. Yeah, uh, he. I mean, he had a monster season, but holy where's hell, Vasilevsky? '94. Okay, which is very well deserved. Yes, uh, Kucherov's in '92, Ovechkin's in '92. Uh, I guess he scored 50, but my God, that man is getting slow. Pasternak '91, Marshawn '91. <laughs> That's a first line for Boston, folks. Yeah. Uh, Miko Ranton in 91. So, I mean, we got some we got some guys here. <clears throat> I wonder how this Pavel Zaka is going to fill in for Brad Marchand for the first few weeks. I uh, don't think particularly well. No? Well, oh, Caulfield's at 84? Dust. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nate. That's going to conclude the halftime show of this week's, or I shouldn't say of this week's, of season three, episode six of the Universal Podcast. Nate, we're going to move into the MLB, and uh, we're going to... Th- finish things off a little bit in the NBA and NHL but in the MLB this week Nate Albert Pools becomes the fourth player all time to hit 700 home runs since the beginning of September or mid-August he's hit 13 home runs second only judges hit 14 I mean this guy's been on an absolute he saw it in sight and he was like I'm getting there yeah he's like screw it I'm doing it now my my proposition to you Albert play a couple more years beat the record stick it out would not happen but I would love to see him come back but is it like well, it's seven. What was it? Hank? Seven. Uh, Bonds is seven. Hank Aaron 60. was seven sixty-seven, right? When when Bonds passed him, was it? Okay. So okay, I think it's like seven eighty something. I mean, for for Aaron, for Aaron, for Albert Pujols to hit eighty <laughs> home runs, I mean, we might be looking at another yeah, five like, six years. Uh, no, Aaron. Um, Hank Aaron was seven fifty-five. 762 is the record. 762 is the record. So how long do you think it would take uh, Albert Pujols <laughs> to hit 62 home runs or 63 home runs more? Depends if he keeps this pace. Um, he would need at least. <laughs> realistically, he's going to need probably three years at his age, and then by that age, it's not going to happen. And you also need a team to sacrifice a position on the roster for this. Yes, for sure. Beer drinking beauty to you know. No, no for sure. But that what an incredible feat. I mean, and uh, I love how he said too. He's like you know. The media asked him, are you going to reach out and ask for the fan who caught the 700th ball to, you're going to ask for them to give it back? And he said, excuse me? Souvenirs are for the fans. I love it. And I was like, you're an absolute legend. Yeah, that's just the, uh, that's what someone says when they've made <laughs> a generation amount of money. Too. <laughs> yes. I don't need the ball. I'm good. I just got paid today. Aaron Judge, he's still stuck on 68. Um this guy might get stuck there and just not hit a home run for the rest of He's the got the season. yips. Yeah, he He's got the yips. yips right now. Uh, and I saw that actually this morning when I woke up and checked the chalkboard. He said somebody in the MLB section, Aaron Judge has got the yips. Yeah, and that was his last chance to set the record at home, so that won't be happening. No, that will not be happening. Um, Barry Bonds said uh, the San Francisco Giants would welcome Aaron Judge with open arms, and he would love to see him play in San Francisco. It's like, Barry... Yes, clearly. I, I just love how these like rhetorical statements get headlines. The, clearly, every yeah. team would like to have Aaron Judge. The guy's yeah. the fourth, the sixth player all the time to hit sixty dingers. Also, I should be, uh, I should correct myself before somebody else does it. Um, apparently, the Yankees do have more home games. Okay. Um, the, my the broadcast I listened to last night from uh, Sportsnet said otherwise. So <laughs> I'm going to directly blame them. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought they would have been right. Um, so he can do it at home still, unless he just smacks one on the road. But yeah, yes, every I think team he's would like to there. have Aaron Judge. Yeah, he's hitting another one. Yeah, he's probably smack one against the Jays tonight. I'll be booking the anytime home run. Yeah, actually, I might, I might uh, sprinkle that as well. But uh, Nate Pete Alonso sets the New York Mets franchise record for RBIs in a season. 
This guy's an absolute wagon. He's thrown around on the scene, obviously, a couple of years ago at the Home Run Derby, and then he was the Home Run Derby reigning champ until this year. He was kind of a little bitch at the uh, at the Home Run Derby, I thought, like with all the you know antics that he was going through, all the warm up and like Gatorade and like not talking and having the game face on. It's but it's a Home Run Derby. Calm the fuck down. Um, but uh, but Pete Alonso sets a record for uh, the RB record, and I apologize, to all the listeners. I am done cussing, and that's four. I've I've actually used one uh, for next episode as well. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, the race, <laughs> the race split with the, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays uh, in a, over the weekend, um, and the Rays are about to get Tyler Glasnow back, who hasn't pitched yet this year. That's dangerous for everyone looking to or anyone who has to play. I'm looking at the the um, Yankees and and Rays, or I'm looking at the Yankees and Astros who might have to play the Rays because Tyler Glasnow is an absolute wagon. Yeah, hopefully the Jays can just manage to string a few together and stay in the slot so they can get the Guardians. Yes, because they're going to be needing to get the Guardians. Also, the Guardians and Jays have the same record, which yeah. I would never have imagined. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's yeah. tough because the Guardians clinched their division and the Jays are, <laughs> yes. in, are in a race for second in theirs. Yes, that's right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the Jays are going to do it. I think they're going to end up getting the Guardians. But the Guardians have been on an absolute tear. I think they've won like 16 of 18 games. So, they're hot. Um, they are scorching right now. Um, and, and I mean, the AL wildcard's certainly not set in stone yet. And the NL wildcard's too. The Braves, Phillies, and Padres are absolutely racing. I mean, the Padres, how much of a disappointment is this going to be if the Padres end up losing? I mean, the amount of money that they've spent. And Juan Soto has been an absolute bum since being in yeah, San Diego. Has, like, man. what are you saying, dude? This guy should have taken that money. Yes. That was ridiculous, dude. Um, I think they're going to be okay. Yep. Getting in wise, but I mean, yeah, they're by no stretch safe. No, um, and Juan's got to get her going. Yes, this is vintage, man. This is vintage. Um, yeah, the the wild card. I mean, the Orioles aren't getting in in the East. The AL. I no, God, no. That's not going to happen. But I mean, what a season by them. Because I wrote them off early. They had a phenomenal season, and they're a team too that people are circling uh, in this offseason to really spend some cash because they have got a lot to spend. Yep. Uh, with mix them in with the with the young prospects they have, the Orioles could be an absolute wagon, which that is just rarely been thing. said. Yes, it has. <laughs> um, but we'll continue to monitor the MLB, Nate. I mean, obviously, we are just waiting so patiently for the playoffs to come because yep. playoff baseball is electric. But the matchups are we're in the next. Week and a week and a half, we will have playoff matchups to break down for you. So we're excited about it. But Nate, moving into the final quarter of the NBA NHL, Celtics head coach Ime Udoka has been suspended for an entire season for having an affair with a uh, with a with an employee. Uh, I guess this employee kind of handled his like travel um, and handled a lot of the things. And I guess he was she like handled a little more than that by the sounds of it. Oh, sh- did she ever? Oh my! Did she ever? She was handling much more than just his business uh, behind the scenes. But uh, but yeah, so he's spent it for a year. Nate, how do you feel about this? Um, a head coach having uh, an affair with uh, with someone in the organization, but it was completely consensual to be suspended for a full season. Yeah, I mean, the guy had a wife. Yep. So, I mean, that kind of, I don't know, like the whole season, if it's consensual, like I, it's just kind of weird because some of the other things you look at, like I'm trying to think of like another one where it wasn't consensual and I feel like people got less. Well, people have affairs all the time. Yeah. You know, like. Of course. Yeah, like it's. It's just kind of the reality of of society, and I, I guess that it was against company policy. Kind of an odd. Well, of course, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's tough. It's tough for their coach, man. It's tough that uh, the Celtics are going to be with other head coach for a year. I mean, I think if you just like, why don't you just fire him? Yeah, I just don't like. I mean, they obviously want to keep him around after absolutely ripping the boys at the final last year. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's but you find out he's weird. rinsing an employee, and you're like, yeah, you're gone. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would make more sense for him to get fired. Or just, like, give him a month suspension. Yeah, I don't know if the year's really necessary here. Like, it's, I just, I don't know. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Neither do I. So it's like, I don't know. Like, she was for it. <laughs> like, like, it's not like. It's like, did she get fired? This is no Chicago Blackhawks thing here. Like, no. You know, like, it's like. This is a consensual relationship going on in the workplace. I'm sure it happens even happened all with over stuff. the place. But the Chicago one, nothing even happened. The Blackhawks, like, you know, nothing even happens there, hardly. Oh, what do you mean? And this guy gets, well, I mean, all that stuff that went on. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the management was fired. Their coach was fired. I mean. Yeah, but like, I don't know. 
they did, they did an okay job. I yeah, mean, they, Rocky. Yeah, all things considered, yeah, I mean, Rocky's yeah. a lunatic. Yes, he is. Not much you can do about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think she should be suspended. For sure. We'll get into Chicago. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans Saints signed CJ McCollum. This is a team that I'm circling uh, that have a, a decent year in the West. Uh, I'm hoping um, that big Zion Williamson is back and that we can watch him play. Baron and Ingram. I like the uh, the Pelicans on paper, what I see from them. Hopefully uh, Zion's healthy come season. But uh, but yeah, they signed CJ McCollum for two years and $67 million, So congrats to CJ for getting the bag. Yep. Ben Simmons got interviewed for the first time this week, Nate, by J.J. Redick. And J.J. Redick was grilling him. Uh, what was he saying? I didn't see this. Well, he just brought up the play um, two years ago for Philly, uh, essentially when he could have dunked the ball and he passed it. Um, and uh, just talked about him not shooting the ball. And, and uh, honestly, Simmons was, you know, he, it sounded like he's made a recovery. It sounded like he was in a bad place mentally for a long time, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be interesting because obviously, like, I, I don't, like, obviously, we're very quick to rip into Ben Simmons in the basketball world, but this guy's extremely talented. Oh, yeah. Like, he is a freak. And if he can be healthy and, and, and the, the Nets get the best of Ben Simmons, they're going to be a really dangerous team. Yeah, for sure. I, I look back to like when he played for the Sixers and they were playing the Raptors in the second round there when Kawhi hit that buzzer. Like he yep. had a great series that yep. uh, that year. Yep. Um, and that's honestly, realistically, when I look back on it, that's the last time I can remember that guy actually playing. <laughs> yeah, he... he uh... He, he, he's, he's definitely had a tough year and a half, like a very tough year, and a half. almost an unprecedented forward basketball player to yeah. have, like to l- literally miss a full season due to obviously a plethora of injuries, so-called injuries. We'll air quote that. Um, but anyway, it's a, uh, it's a nice interview. So go check that out with JJ Redick and, and Ben Simmons. Neat. Moving into hockey, John Tortorella. The era has begun in Philadelphia and they were bag skated. The wheels, the wheels were bag skated off. These guys guys were doing, I would saw a bit of the footage, man. I felt so bad. I, every time I see people getting bag skated, I feel bad because there's nothing worse, man, than being absolutely greased, tired, and then having to go again. Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst. Oh, Oh, he's going to, he's going to have a time there. They're not going to be good either. Like they've got nobody, man. Yeah, it's going to be... Well, I know that Sean Couturier is, is going to be missing the first little bit of the season. Ellis is out for the year. Ellis is out for it's the entire done. year. But, man... Man, they've had bad luck with defensemen, eh? There's something about a John Tortorella team that you look on paper and you're like, man, they're going to be no good. And then all of a sudden you see them in the second round of the playoffs and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I see that. I just... They just with Giroux gone too, and like there's just so many. We'll see. He might. You're right. He might be able to get some guys going. Like Atkinson will probably be great. Konechny's the guy I'm circling. Yeah, Konechny. Yeah, um, solid. Yeah. If Couturier, like I love Couturier. He's awesome. Kevin Hayes needs to be much better. Yeah, JVR may as well retire. Yeah, I mean, obviously Kevin Hayes is a really tough year. I mean, that was yeah, obviously super. Kevin Hayes super is tough. good though. He's a good player, man. Yeah. Um, Provorov, you like Provorov? Yep, I do like yeah. Provorov. Um. He's probably not. This probably ain't going to be good with uh, Tortorella, though. No, 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 he's not a big. Uh, and the biggest. I, I just always look back to when Anisimov was on the Rangers and Tortorella coached him. My God, dude, he was the absolute whipping boy for the dude. <laughs> and like one thing would happen. I remember Nick Backstrom in the playoffs reverse checked him. Yeah, Anisimov was just down catching his wind, and then Backstrom went to the front of the net and scored. And and, and Tortorella was pissed. Anisimov was taking like five minutes to get up from the ice. And then you just look at the eyes on Tortorella; he's shaking his head. Yeah, he's, like, he's gonna kill him. Oh man! So we'll see how Provorov does under the old guy. For sure, uh, I think the biggest question with Tuni uh, in Philly, just to finish off here, is is Carter Hart? Is Carter Hart gonna make that step into being like a real like Vesna candidate trophy? Or like a you know a top five goaltender in the league, like everyone's always said he's going to be. Yeah. So we'll see. Tough situation for Philly because it's like if he doesn't like if it doesn't work out, they're just going to move him. And then historically speaking, once they move him, he'll probably go off. Be a stud. Bobrovsky. Yep. Like, uh, what was it? Um, even Breeze Galov had an okay time once he left, which is crazy. That to say. guy. He was okay though, like yep. in Arizona. Um, Brian Elliott. <laughs> Brian Elliott, like <laughs> what a vet! Like, yeah, he's a vet. He's just absolutely terrible. <laughs> just somehow still playing. Solid, solid, very solid backup. Name uh, moving on. Seth Jones said he doesn't regret signing long term in Chicago. Can you imagine? Okay, so the summer prior to this one, Seth Jones signs was it eight years in Chicago, and then literally weeks later, the Kyle Beach stuff comes out. Management coaches are fired. Um, they completely 
in these in the following you know 12 months completely ship out every single prospect and every single player off their team you've got Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves just waiting to see which teams are going to be competitive to get traded yeah Seth Jones man you got to feel for this guy yeah you do I mean it kind of looks good on him after the whole thing I mean Columbus had a good thing going for a few years they were they were a wagon yes they were at one point I mean it was him and Wierenski the pairing was absolutely filth he's like all right I'm gonna get out of here I'm done with it he goes to Chicago not anyway yeah we'll see I don't know if anyone's gonna well someone would love to have the guy oh my gosh fairly solid yeah he's playing with his brother though yeah yeah caleb yeah he's dust (laughs) (laughs) i haven't watched enough of him he's terrible um but he just finally man the vegas knights uh nolan patrick yeah has uh has has, i mean it is announced that he will miss the entire season where are we gonna rank nolan patrick like is he right up there with yakupov oh man it's tough because he's had so many like he's clearly got some like mental stuff going on yep i mean he's had a bad concussion he was out with migraines for a whole year i'm not sure what it is this time yep i was never sold on him skill wise anyway it was kind yep. of a weird picket too especially when you had hayskin and then mccargo four yeah geez philly you really missed out there for uh, sure but uh yeah i mean i hope he's okay like all things considered like health wise but yeah i don't think he's gonna be i mean this has got to be pretty well it for him yeah he's not gonna play this year like so but yeah he's definitely like he's a bust for sure. <laughs> no doubt. All right, Nate, that's going to conclude quarter four. We're going to move into our fire wagon and dog water of the week. And yeah. my fire wagon of the week is Tom Kim. Tom Kim, 20-year-old South Korean player who played in the in the President's Cup this week. I mean, he just made a name for himself. He was the most electric guy. He was on the first tee. He was getting the crowd going before he hit and kept them loud. You know, they, they do it with the waste management. So I, I was a huge fan of Tom Kim. I thought he was electric. And uh, he's going to get my fire wagon of the week. I like that. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Josh Allen. Uh, obviously didn't get the win, but man, to throw for 400 yards is just borderline treason. So I'm going to go with uh, my guy, Josh. Absolutely. Dog water of the week for me, Nate, is a guy by the name of Dustin Johnson. Okay. Yep. Guy that should have been at the President's Cup, loves yep. party and loves this spotlight, actually. Uh, I think he went 5-0 and at the Ryder Cup last year. Loves these team events, but guess what? He decided to chase the money, which is not life-changing money. Let's remember. Let's remember that this guy's made $100 million plus already. This is just more of it. So fuck you, Dustin Johnson. Yeah, that's crazy. And there's the fifth fuck. Um, so we're going to have to have a word with HR. Yeah, we uh, are. I do apologize, everyone, if, if anybody took offense to that. But fuck you, Paulina, too. Oh, wow. Um, okay, so my dog water of the week is fucking Mac Jones. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, yeah that's just too far right there by me. Uh, Mac Jones, dude, we've been ripping on him every single week since it's been coming out. He threw for three interceptions. He just like doing the dance in the end zone or whatever he was the, doing. The that gritty. Weird little thing. <laughs> the, yeah, gritty. Yeah, the gritty. I don't know all these dances. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just doing that. I mean, he runs one in like his anyway. So Mac Jones, dude, like this guy's starting to piss me off now. <laughs> Listen, everyone, go give this episode a five-star. Go follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on YouTube. Go uh, download the Chalkboard app. Get in, start talking some sports with us, and we'll be back at the end of the week on Friday. Listen, everyone, enjoy your weeks. Peace.